Come Holy Spirit, who will give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil for the word of the gospel. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? These words of John the Baptist, (coughs) excuse me, telling his disciples to go ask this to Jesus. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? We might ask ourselves the question, why is St. John the Baptist asking this question? I mean, he is the one who is anointed, the prophet, to prepare the way of the coming of the Lord. The Lord had spoken to him that he would know who it was when, as he baptized him, he would see the Spirit descend upon him in the form of a dove. And that happens. At Jesus' baptism, we see the Spirit descend upon him in the form of a dove. We have the, the voice of the Father. Behold, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So John the Baptist witnessing this reality. The next day... He's there, and two of his disciples are there, and Christ walks by and says, Behold the Lamb of God, pointing out to them the Messiah. God come in the flesh. So here he is. He's in prison. He's been imprisoned because he had told Herod that he was in unlawful marriage. He had married his brother's wife. So Herod imprisoned him and was holding him until he would kill him. And he's asking this question. Now, the church has... And it put forth through the, the, the centuries, the millennia here, really, um, two options of what John the Baptist is asking. One, John the Baptist could be wanting his disciples to go ask Jesus themselves. Right? More and more, this, what John the Baptist says, I must decrease and Christ must increase. And so as they're seeking to know who the Messiah is, that John the Baptist, firm in this reality, says, look, Go ask Jesus this, and then he'll speak the prophecy, and then you'll find out for yourself, and then go and follow him. Or it could be, too, that John the Baptist, in the midst of this trial of being in prison, and this is chapter 11, he was in prison in chapter 4, like that's seven chapters. Don't know how long of a time period that was, really, but for seven chapters, right, he's been in this prison. And... So he could be experiencing temptations of doubt. The temptation, like, man, I don't, maybe, maybe Jesus is not the one, maybe these things, these, these temptations that come. And uh, of our recent Holy Fathers, St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, Pope Francis, have, have put forth this suggestion that John the Baptist experiencing these temptations of doubt. Again, either of these are appropriate interpretations that are there, either for his disciples or for himself. He's asking this question. Now, we can see they go to Christ, they ask him the question, and then Jesus, he doesn't give a straight answer. He just says, tell John this. Right? The lame are healed, the blind can see, 
all these things. And what is he doing? He's, he's seeing the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah is happening. Like Isaiah said, when the Messiah would come, these things would happen. So Jesus said, hey, just tell him this is happening, and he will know. So they go and they, and they tell John. But I want to think about this reality of, of you know, John the Baptist, again, or, or his disciples experiencing this temptation to doubt. Now, here's an important distinction. A temptation is not sin. To be tempted to do something is not a sin. But to choose to do it is a sin. So whether it's greed, envy, jealousy, lack of charity, selfishness, lust, pride, doubt, whatever. That if it's just a temptation, it's not sinful until I willfully choose to cooperate with it, until I willfully choose to do that, to assent to the thoughts, to assent to the action in a willful manner. And so we see to experience the temptation of doubting is not a sin. It's actually part of our human experience. And sometimes I think we have this false notion of the saints that they maybe never suffered in this way or suffered these particular temptations. But if you read the lives of the saints, if you read their, particularly their diaries or their letters, we see many times that they experience this reality. Most commonly known are two relatively recent saints, one very recent, Blessed uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, affectionately known, and then also St. Therese. Both speak of this reality of this experience of the deep temptation to doubt the Lord's presence, his mercy, his love, his goodness, his providence, his existence, the existence of heaven. We have, again, in their writings, in their own diaries, in their own letters, this reality, and they're not the only ones. As I was praying through this gospel, I really was thinking of this experience in myself as a as a man, experience of so many people coming to me in the last 11 years as a priest, and the Lord brought forth before me examples of good, faithful people who have come and really feeling the weight of shame because they're experiencing this temptation to doubt. Temptation, again, to doubt whatever it is, whether it's the Lord's mercy or his goodness or his presence or his providence or even his existence. And they feel, not that they've ever willfully doubted, right? Because a willful doubt, a choosing to assent to that is a sin. But experiencing just the temptation is not. And they were just like, gosh, I can't be like, there's been these moments or these times in my life and for so long I was just absolutely convinced. And there was, there was, no, there was no even thought of this. And now this is like pressing upon me and pressing upon me and pressing upon me. And it's painful but the truth, brothers and sisters, there's no shame in the experience. There's no shame in the temptation. Not at all. And we see and we read St. Therese, we read of St. Teresa of Calcutta, their willful faith. What is important for us to understand is that faith is not an emotion. Faith is, is it's a combination of two things. First, it is a gift and grace of God that we have to be given the gift of faith by God. 
But secondly, we must willfully cooperate with it. We must choose to believe. So faith is this combination of two things. The gift of the Lord revealing himself and giving faith and my willful cooperation with him. My willfully assenting to the truths revealed by God and taught by the church. And so my emotions can be all over the place. They can be warm and fuzzy and I feel the Lord's presence and it's all great and it's easy. But it can be I just feel dryness or feel heaviness or feel this temptation to doubt. And actually when we look again at the lives of these saints or others who have experienced this reality, with John the Baptist here in, in prison, to choose to believe in those moments is a deeper and stronger faith because it is not carried by consolation. It is not carried by some movement of the heart or emotions or those things, but it is this willful ascent of act of trust in God and who he is and who I am in him. So what do we do if you or if I or, or the better cases when we experience these temptations to doubt? First, Pray. Pray for the gift of faith. Again, it is a gift that, that God gives. And so it is a beautiful thing when he, he loves for us to ask for Lord, increase my faith. Like the man in the gospel, Lord, increase my faith. When we pray the rosary, we think of this. Sometimes we just kind of go through it. But we pray for an increase of the virtues of faith, hope, and love. So let us pray, Lord, increase my faith. Now, remembering that that doesn't mean we're going to get some warm, fuzzy feelings. What it means is God is going to give us grace to choose to continue to believe in him. To willfully offer our lives in communion with the Lord. To willfully assent to the truth of who he is. Second thing, receive the sacraments regularly. Of course, Sunday Mass, right? Staying in a state of grace. If I committed a mortal sin, I come to the sacrament of confession, you know? If I've willfully doubted, come to the Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation. Place ourselves before the blessed sacrament. We have the tabernacle here. We have the newly renovated Portsiuncula Adoration Chapel there. Get in front of the Lord. Spend time in prayer. Deep uh, reception and regular reception of the sacraments. Come to daily Mass if you can. Third thing. Study the faith. St. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Again, sometimes our, our heart, our emotions are all over the place. But when we know the truth, study the truths of the faith. Study the lives of the saints so that we can rest solidly, no matter where our interior state may be, on what the truth is, what the church teaches, and why she does. And again, reading the lives of the saints can let us see their full humanity. They're fully human. Experience all the same temptations and suffering that we have. But they chose to cooperate with the grace of God in a very powerful way. The, third, the fourth thing, remember. Willfully and intentionally remember when you knew that you knew that you knew that the Lord was with you that he was present, that he was merciful and provident. Remember those moments. Go back to those. Stand upon them as you stand upon a solid rock foundation. And the fifth thing, don't hold it in. 
Like we need to encourage each other in these moments. Sometimes we can feel ashamed to experience these temptations, but find people you trust and know and love and who trust and know and love you and open and share your heart with them and pray together. Pray together. If this question arises in our hearts, temptation on some level, Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we wait for another? Be not afraid. Be not afraid and, and, and don't shame yourself. But pray for the gift of faith. Willfully assent to the truths of the faith. Be supported by other brothers and sisters. Dive into the sacramental life of the church. Remember the times when the Lord was present to you and study the truths of the faith. Because we will all experience these things. The ups and downs in our, in our spiritual life. And it is all part of it. And the saints show us that reality. Lord, are you the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? Today, as we receive the Eucharist, let us willfully assent to the fact and the truth that this is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity present to us. And let's make a willful act of trust. Jesus, I believe in you, and Jesus, I trust in you.